How's everybody doing? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Throw It Deep podcast. Now, this is actually our first uh, show remotely on Zoom as I've now returned to Alabama. We have the national championship in three days. It's now Friday, January 8th. And I guess let's just get so this is probably going to be a, a, a shorter show this time around because all we got to talk about is a national championship. Yeah, so we previewed the wild card round in the last show. We'll come at you probably early next week with the NFL wild card recap. And obviously, we'll talk about the national championship after it. But this show will just be a national championship preview. But anyway, let's get right into it, I guess. Andrew, so uh, Monday, 8 p.m. is a big game. We got a 12 and 0, number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Third-ranked, 7-0 Ohio State Buckeyes. And, like, uh, you know, and we've said this, kind of we've touched on it a little bit after the playoff. Uh, we'll get right into it from a fan's perspective. I am unbelievably nervous. And and Andrew, as a fan of the SEC, I'm sure is I'm sure Roll tide. Roll tide. I, I don't know. I mean, I was saying this kind of after the playoff. Like, I said before the playoff games that – if Clemson were to beat were to beat Ohio State and we were to beat Notre Dame, I was nervous we were going to lose to Clemson. I just had it wrong as to between Clemson and Ohio State, which was the better of the two teams. And I kind of I think like, Ohio State came out and played the way you you thought Clemson was going to come out and play. So yeah. So I mean, and I think defensively we're probably pretty comparable to Clemson this year. Uh, you know, I, I pro- people probably thought Clemson's defense was a little bit better than it actually was, and it ended yeah, up. Exposed. Ended up getting absolutely exposed by Justin Fields and Trey Sermon, Chris Olave. But, you know, I I, I think probably, you know, it's no secret that Alabama's not strong defensively this year. Stronger this year than they were last year. Uh, But, you know, they're not Alabama teams of old. They win the ball. They win games by scoring points, which is obviously a shift from what we've seen throughout most of the Saban era. But, you know, it's this this thing's going to be a shootout, I think. Yeah. Um, speaking of the over under is at 75. Uh, I kind of see that getting shattered. I, I don't really think either of these teams are going to be shut down on offense. Uh, it's going to be a higher, higher national championship over unders ever. I would think I would have, I'd be yeah. curious if Clemson and LSU was last year, but I wouldn't think it was 75. No. Uh, so Alabama's favored by what? Three and a half, four. No, eight, eight. Um, too much, too much. Too you much. think? Yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, I'm not putting a dime of my own money on this game. <laughs> I will be. I'll be. I'll, I'll be putting my money on Alabama again. That's a little bit of me being kind of a fan in this situation. Uh, I, I'm just. Uh, I, I'm too invested in this one emotionally. I think to put. Any oh, absolutely. Never, never put your own dollar on um your on team. Your own team. Yeah, I mean that's what they always say. And Bad juju. Usually, <laughs> usually I. Uh, I'm I'm most confident with sports when it comes to my own team, but uh, I don't know this this one. I'm I'm not feeling great. Honestly. Just to I mean, over as as a broad perspective of this game, I think you're either going to see Alabama kind of have a steady lead most game most of the game and like stick with it, or you're going to see like a classic, like a classic. I don't think Ohio State's going to you know go in there and blow them out. Well, I was saying this to my friend yesterday. I think you know I could see this game going. Literally any any which number. Of really, uh, and like if we come out and lose like we did to Clemson my freshman year, forty four to sixteen. I mean, obviously I'm gonna be devastated. But like, I'm not- I don't see. Like, I just don't see that happening. I I'm think not- Alabama is too strong. I don't. I mean, I I, I just think. I think your offense is too strong. To keep up. We're gonna be able to score the points to keep up, no matter what Ohio. Now State the goes. one thing that I think is interesting, and you brought this up on the last show, is how um, Ohio State kind of shut down ETN a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, yeah I think it'll be really interesting to see how um, Najee fair. Yeah, and, and, you know, there hasn't really been a team to shut down. Not, I mean, obviously you, you have some of the best receivers in the country and you know, the best set of receivers in the country and Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. We'll see if Waddle. So, comes yeah. I, I think Waddle's going to play. You have to Don, imagine. And Don Mechie as well. So like, you know, it's not like they're a, they're a run the ball team. They're a, they're a balanced attack and they have been all, yeah. all season. And I think that Najee, if he's not able to get going, it's going to be a problem. Um, if they're able to, if that's they're able to be to Ohio state's down, key to victory, game, I think, you know, it's not that I don't, not that I don't think we can't win with, with Mac Jones throwing the ball 45 times, but you know, the recipe for success this season has been a balanced attack from the start. And this is going to be probably the most pressure that Mac is going to see all season. Oh yeah. I mean, I, sure. I think the, the tough, his biggest test defensively this year uh, would have been the Georgia game, probably going, yeah. if you, especially if you were looking at the schedules before the game, but you know, Ohio, State, scored over 40 Ohio, State, Ohio State is stronger defensively than, than Georgia. Almost sure. certain. I think uh, if, if, if they can shut down Najee and force Mac to throw the ball, you know, 40 it's gonna times. Be, it's going to be a long, I mean, look, and Guys are going to get open. Guys are going to be open all day. I mean, <laughs> Sean Wade, the uh, All-American corner for Ohio State, came out this week, and he said, you already know who I want to guard, Refer- referencing Devontae Smith. You know, he uh, he did not have – Sean Wade did not have a good game against Clemson. He got tripped up oh. a few times. And then he's coming out this week and saying he wants Devontae. I mean, careful what you wish for. Yeah, really be careful what you wish for. So, um, you know, I mean, Waddle, Waddle playing or not is – Really could end up making the difference, and that, and now, especially I, if you're going to force Mac to throw the ball. I, I think pretty much no matter what Waddle is going to dress for the game, I, I, he's not going to be standing there in street clothes. But you're um, not going to tell Ohio State he's not he's not playing. I mean, I, they, yeah, you want you're going to make Ohio State plan for him whether you're planning on playing. There's a chance that Waddle's like at seventy percent, and that Alabama has known for weeks that there's no way he's playing in this game. There's a chance of that, uh, but you know. You saw videos of him getting on the bus. He's not walking with a limp or anything. No. You know, he's been back at practice. So he's like, if he wants to go, he's going to be cleared to go. It's, you know, it's going to be interesting. What I would predict for, for Waddle, I would predict he's going to suit up. He's going to be on the sideline. And I think they'll kind of use him in, in like a decoy role. I don't think he'll actually get a ton of action. And I think probably his snaps will be limited. But I mean, you know, if they're losing in the second half, they're probably going to take take the training wheels off of Waddle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, we, yeah. we saw how good he was earlier on in the season. I think the two of us have discussed this. Devontae Smith is not, by the way, congratulations, Devontae Smith. Heisman. And Heisman. Um, he's not your Heisman if uh, Waddle plays all season. He's just Almost not. You know, it's funny. Mac Jones probably wins. If, if Waddle yeah, wins. he's got the two of them to throw to. He's absolutely going to win the Heisman. Yeah, the final standings ended up being it was uh, – Devonte, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Trask, and actually Najee got some first place votes as well. He had like 16 first. Even though he didn't get invited, I didn't even know they could do that. He wasn't even invited to the virtual Zoom Heisman presentation. You, you would have think they, they could have fit in a fifth guy for a for a virtual. I mean, he would just sit right next to the two of them. It wasn't like a. It wasn't uh, very difficult. You didn't have to get in another. Uh, whatever. That might have violated protocols or whatever, but uh, we won't get into that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just think you know. I think more likely than anything, this game is probably going to turn into a shootout, and it's gonna. It's we're going to get into a situation where we need to. Sc- if you're if you don't score points on every drive, we're going to start to get really uneasy because. Yeah. I, in, I don't know. We haven't the Alabama defense this year. It's it's not great. It's it's very uh, average, and you know I 
I'd like to think it's slightly better than what Clemson came rolling out with against Ohio State. But, I mean, we have, you know, our first real kind of test for that defense re- as of recently was the SEC championship. The Florida game. Florida came out and put up yeah. 48 points. So. And, it, and it's interesting that you say that. I'm, I'm looking at Alabama's schedule right now, and it kind of – this is a kind of very similar team coming in, but a little stronger to a Florida if you're looking at Ohio State. Yeah, definitely. Florida, but Built similarly. Florida has a terrible defense. So <laughs> Yeah, and Ohio State does not have a terrible defense. Yeah. By if, we didn't put up, if we didn't put up 54 against Florida, we, lo- we would have lost the game. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be a classic, I think. Uh, I, I'm thinking classic. Now, here's – again, I don't want to speculate. I'm not in the Ohio State locker room. I don't, you know, I don't know these guys. It seemed to me, post-game, et cetera, et cetera, like Ohio, Ohio State all year long, since the semifinal last year, we're, was really like, we want to play Clemson again. We can't wait to play Clemson again. It's, we got to play Clemson again. Yeah. It seemed to me like that was their national championship. And this, that's the only reason I'm kind of like, Alabama's got this one because Alabama went into Notre Dame as this is business as usual. We're flying in the day before. You're, you can see your family on Christmas, whatever. We'll figure it out. That was business as usual for them. This game against Clemson was everything for Ohio State. I mean, I don't know if you saw. I think it was. I think it would have been after the Big Ten championship. This video came out. It was like a IG live from the Ohio State locker room of uh, Ryan Day talking to his team, and he said, "You know, I won't use the the expletives he I uses, do, yeah. but uh, but he got, he says, uh, you know, if we get one chance against a Notre Dame, a Clemson, and Alabama, we're gonna kick their f and ass." And so <laughs> it it was interesting. It was kind of kind of some bulletin board material, but. You know, he came out and that's what they did to Clemson. <laughs> so, but like uh, to your point about to your point about this kind of being their national championship, I, I I don't know. I I like to think I would like to think a program like Ohio State. You know, it's not like there's some Cinderella story. Oh no, but it, I wasn't even really saying that. It was more just like oh, yeah. they had this circled on their calendar. Yeah. Let's not forget, you got to go play Alabama. They've wanted to be – I mean, yes, yeah, since last year's playoff, they've uh, definitely had a potential rematch with Clemson circled on their calendars for sure. Yeah. That's like – I mean, I don't know, but uh, I feel like you could look at that the other way in the sense that, like, we finally slayed the dragon that we couldn't that we couldn't get over that hump. Now who's going to beat us, you know? I mean, and, and again, it, this, none, of, none of this really matters that much. We're just kind no, of like, – No, we're, we're just speculating – we got to realize that they're going to go out and play no matter it's what. It's a football game, and it's a football game against two great teams with two great coaches. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I, 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 think we're, I think we're headed for a classic national championship. And I, I'm excited, but, you know, as a, as a sports fan for now 20 years, I don't think I've been more nervous going into going really? into it. Not even any of the Patriots Super Bowls. I mean – Seattle, Seattle in 2014 was, uh, you could say that, but Speaking like, of a classic, even then, I mean, one thing with the, with the Patriots versus Alabama and yes, I I've been pretty lucky as a football fan, especially over, over the past five years or so. Uh, but you know, one thing with, with that from, from a fan's perspective is just, you know, with the Patriots, yeah, the clock, there's a window for, for Tom Brady and have a window for when they can win Super Bowls, but I want to be a Patriots fan and watching Patriots games on Sunday for the rest of my life. I'm only a student at Alabama for four years and you better believe I want a national championship. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
know, I, I, I think I think this is our best chance because you know I think we'll be strong next year. But you're always going to be strong. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about about losing like more than a game or two in in any particular year for Alabama. But, yeah. You know. Um, we should be stronger defensively next year. Absolutely, especially because these guys are going to develop a little bit. It's really going to, and they have like one of the on paper they have one of the best recruiting classes coming in in 2021. It's a little bit different for football and basketball. You gotta make a huge impact. Wait a little bit, yeah. They're losing their entire offensive line next year. Their they're entire losing, offensive line, pretty much. Yeah, did not know that. I think four out of five starters are gone. It's um, next man up, though. You, you already know they have all the top recruits from 2019. Speaking of the 21 class, while it's, like, overall one of the best classes on paper, the offensive line class, it is, like, by far the best offensive line class that we've ever had coming in. I think really? they have number one and the number two tackle. I love that. Like, I love that. On center. I think, like, a top five guard or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so so they'll be fine. Next year. And, you know, it's not like they don't have guys in waiting, especially on the offensive line. That's yeah. probably, that's probably <laughs> their deepest position year to year but you know it's really going to depend on on what happens how uh how the new whoever the new offensive coordinator is he's the transition from uh from mac jones to bryce young and how how easy it is for bryce because again yeah Devontae smith's going to be gone jalen waddle is going to be gone john mechie will be back and they, they got some freshman studs this year I'm sure they who, do <laughs> who just don't play and they got some freshman studs coming in next year jojo Erle is, is one that uh you should remember the name that's uh that's jalen waddle 2.0 coming in next year from louisiana they he, here's is mac like for sure gone you think he's I, got, I, he's got I, I mean he has another year of eligibility he can for sure come back if he wants to but if i'm mac jones why um, I don't know. know if his stock's really going to go anywhere. I mean, I, it's, it's a weaker quarterback class next year, so like maybe it'll go Obviously, up. The, the quarterback class next year is weaker. Here, here's what you could say about Mac. If Mac were to come back with the – because he's going to – if Mac were to come back, hypothetically, he loses pretty much the entire offense around him. Like I said, the offensive line is gone. Najee Harris is gone. Devontae Smith is gone. Jalen Waddle is almost certainly gone. You know, it's, oh, it's it's essentially starting from scratch. So, if I'm Mac Jones, if I think with the yeah, ship, kind of. Well, if I if I'm thinking I could stay another year, if I'm feeling confident in the guys I have up next, and I'm feeling confident that even without the best offense around me in the country, that I can come out here and ball, he's going to solidify himself as a top ten pick if he were to do that. So, if if he's thinking that, then why not stay? But there's also the other side of. I'm like a first or second round pick next year. And there's a chance if I don't have an amazing season next year, That's I could come cool. back and be undrafted. Uh, so not, uh, not necessarily on, I undrafted, mean, drafted, maybe like, maybe like a third round or a third listen, day guy at if worst. He, if he were to come out next year and come back to Alabama and it's a new offensive coordinator and a completely new weapons around him, if he struggles, he's probably not going to get drafted in that situation if he does if he has a bad season and alabama's not and everybody's uh, gonna point to oh you played alabama's well because you had all these alabama's guys not one of the top offenses in the country next year i don't think mac jones gets drafted in that situation or the, at, at, really? at best case scenario you're looking at like four to six round pick really? i think best case scenario for I, me I, I think if he wins this game he like he's I don't know, like why would you come back yeah like yeah There's nothing to prove your draft stock is Again, like I said, unless you came back and had a great year with a new offense, which is going to be nearly impossible to do, it's going to be literally completely like almost eight new faces of that 11. And, you know, 
I'm just thinking if I if I'm Mac Jones, his stock is not as high now as it's going to be ever. Why why would you stay? And it's you know it's not like he's not leaving the program in good hands and Bryce Young next year. I want Mac Jones to leave because we have a we have a superstar in waiting and this kid Bryce Young from California. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything about this kid, Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of highlights. I mean, here's the thing. I thought he was going to play this year. I did too. I, think I thought if, he was going to be the quarterback this year. If, if it weren't for COVID, he had a chance because he uh, he came in. You know the way it works is usually the the er, the big recruits come in early enroll. So he was here last spring, like before COVID yeah. shut down, and he was in the weight program. I know I told you this, and you said it sounded this. This was the article on Bleacher Report I read. It said he was in the weight program for like two months and put on something like twenty to twenty five pounds of muscle. In that, which is in just that, impossible. Which, but. It, which sounds which sounds impossible. And then obviously COVID shuts everything down, and he's got to go back home to California. But like, man, this kid, this kid is the real deal coming in next year. Yeah, and he's uh, he's kind of the exact opposite of uh, his recruiting counterpart in DJ Uagalele for Clemson because they, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were one and two in yep. terms of the recruits. So Uagalele is the smaller guy. Now he's like Owagalele is like six five two yeah, he's huge. thirty something like that something crazy. Bryce Young's kind of like what six foot probably. I think five somewhere between five ten and six foot probably five okay. eleven or so. And again, all right, I have it up right now. He's six foot, about two hundred pounds. Yeah. So I mean, he'll uh, he put on twenty five pounds of muscle. He was way too little last year to play. He supposedly got a cannon, so we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, but small. I mean, we're getting a little sidetracked. Looking forward from to the that. game. We're just kind of looking at Alabama next year at the moment, but uh, you know, which is exciting because I mean, now that you now that you say it, there's so many new pieces and parts, and obviously they're a lot different next year. Yeah, and so to your point about how this is probably your best chance to win a national championship, I know this is kind of not a new team, but these are the team this year has had pieces that have played in the past. Yeah, now that I'm like I'm looking at Alabama's roster now, and like all these guys that are going to leave. It's a new team, and we've seen in college football. This isn't, I mean, college basketball has changed. It's a completely different conversation, completely different sport. College basketball has changed where the Blue Bloods aren't winning every year with freshmen. It's really hard to have a team that hasn't really, they obviously practice together every day, offseason, whatever, that haven't played together on the field and then go 12 and 0, win an SEC championship, win a playoff game. And then that's difficult. So this is definitely your best chance as a, a student. Here's a, uh, here's a storyline for you in, uh, uh, on going in on Monday night. I think Devonte Smith has a uh, qu- quite a chance to kind of secure his name, or at least stake his claim as the greatest receiver in college football history. Look how and and I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but look how he started freshman year. He made one of the biggest plays right. in college football history in overtime in the national championship as a freshman. He caps that off with two more elite seasons. Uh, not not national championship seasons, but two more elite seasons. Then he comes in, is, decides to come back for his senior year, comes back, wins the Heisman, which hasn't been done by a receiver since I think it was 1991 with Desmond Howard. And, you know, if he comes in with a great, you know, he was awesome in the SEC championship. He was awesome against Notre Dame. He's, he's absolutely destroyed every good opponent we face this year. All his best games have come in our biggest games. If he comes out, and has a made as I has another huge performance and Alabama wins. I think you can firmly make the argument that Devontae Smith is the greatest receiver in college football history. Numbers wise, I think he would have had the greatest season because I, I, I'm just thinking recency. 
for a receiver, for a receiver, I think greatest season is kind of yeah. arguable, especially if they win. I mean, I'm just know. thinking recency, and I'm just thinking of last year's national championship and the SEC championship. And play. Justin Jefferson had a ridiculous season last year yeah, too. So I mean, so Jamar Chase. I mean, st- yeah. statistically, the nut- statistically- that's the best offense of all time, by the way. Yeah, LSU last year. LSU last year. It's yeah. very hard to argue that's the best offense of all. Time. Shout out to Joe Brady, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I think that Devontae, maybe the num- maybe numbers-wise, he's not quite in that, like, dominating the rest He's had of a career. He's, he's had, had a full career. career. Yeah. He's had a full career, and he has a chance to cap it off with two national championships and a Heisman. So I, I, I think that's a pretty pretty good argument for, for greatest I think receiver. if you're looking for props, put every like, – Devontae Smith is scoring a touchdown – on yeah, Monday, you can you can almost you can almost uh, probably have to bet twenty bucks to win a dollar on to, to bet. Yeah, that might be a thing. I, I haven't looked at that, and trust me, I will. But um, that'll that'll be in my play. Maybe yeah, I'd, I'd be curious what the what the yardage under over is if it's over or below a hundred. I would think it's probably. I would think it's got to be over a hundred. I mean, I can look. <laughs> So I mean, something else to uh, to think about on Monday is this is kind of Justin Fields' audition uh, yes. for, for for the draft. Switching and teams, this, it is. Uh, obviously, it's the biggest game of Justin Fields' career from a perspective of he's playing in the national championship with a chance to win college football's biggest crown. But at the same time, this is also the biggest game of his career because it, this game is going to determine where Justin Fields gets drafted. He either goes two or he may fall to five, six, whatever. There's also going to be a lot of pro days. and I can't remember whose uh, who's mock it was, but I saw one yesterday with Justin Fields. I had Fields. About like 15. Uh, to the Patriots, all the way at 15. Which like, uh, How would you like that? Uh, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Justin Fields, but if he falls to 15, I mean, yeah, you got to take it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're not in that locker room, but uh, you know, I've heard some some negative things about Justin Fields just uh, as as a locker room dude. So again, nice. you know, I, I I don't I don't know how tr- I don't know I don't want to take a ton of stock into that stuff, but it's very interesting how he left um, Georgia to me. And that's uh, you know that's a point I've brought up all season with Mac Jones and Bryce Young. It's it's funny you bring up Georgia. The the thing that terrifies me of of Mac Jones if he doesn't go to the draft, we're gonna have a Jake Fromm Justin Fields situation on our hands with Bryce Young. Um, I don't think Bryce Young is gonna sit. Another reason to want him to go. You don't want Bryce Young to go. No, and and I I don't think Saban will let it happen because he watched it happen to Kirby Smart in Georgia, and now he's watching uh, Justin Fields get Ohio State to a national championship. But I think you know, Mac Jones is declaring. I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I I would say there's like a ninety nine percent chance that Mac Jones declares. The only, I think the only way he would. I mean, I I, I he lays a stinker. Unless he lays a stinker on Monday and wants to avenge that. Like, yeah, even if he lays a stinker on Monday, it's not like it's not like he's done himself a a, a big service by. By coming, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think there's probably a 95% chance that Mac Jones is gone. At least, I think that's probably a conservative estimate, especially yeah. if he has a good game on Monday. If he has a good game, he's yeah. I mean, you have you have a uh, a lot of dollar signs staring you in the face. It's there's just, a lot it's, of it's, dollar signs staring a lot of players in the face. I mean, obviously, they're you know the number one thing to worry about on Monday for these guys is winning this game. But there are a lot of players with a lot of stock in this game. Now, something I didn't realize, or rather, I guess I forgot about it. 
uh, because of COVID this year, this is essentially eligibility wise, like a, a free year. Uh, so, yeah. so, and I was, re- I'm reading something on Instagram the other day and it's saying, will Kellen Mond, the Texas A&M quarterback decide to stay or go? And I'm thinking, Kellen Mond, he's yeah. been around for six years. There's yeah. no way he has another year of eligibility. What is this person talking about? And then I'm reading the article. And it's like, by the way, he's got, he's got a, uh, he's got a free year of eligibility. He decided to enter the draft yesterday. Oh, we did? I didn't even see that. Kalamon entered the draft yesterday, which I think is a grave mistake he just made. I agree because, again, next year is so much of a lighter class. Imagine, and A&M's got a great team. A&M's got a great team. I mean, they just want to A&M could win the SEC next year, like 100%. If Kalamon were to come back, and I, I don't know who, who the guy in waiting is at A&M or if they have some freshman coming in or something. I'm sure they have someone decent. But, you know, if I'm Kalamon – if I'm Kellen Mond, Texas A&M is a playoff contender next year. Absolutely. I think A&M should make the playoff next year. If you get to the playoff in a weak quarterback class, we have to play at Texas A&M next year, which could be tough. But, you know, it made a little bit better by the fact that Kellen Mond's not going to be there. Again, we'll see who it is. But, I mean, what am I? What are you doing? You're a draft, t- you're a draft day two guy no matter what this Best year. Best case scenario. Best, Best case, case scenario. scenario, you're a draft day two guy. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's going to fall to day three, actually. Probably. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some team will take a chance on him. I mean, he's been a starter now. I believe this was at least his third year starting for A&M. Yeah. So, and he just – he hasn't got – A&M's gotten better, but a uh, but Kellen Mond, I've always kind of – Not said, a really strong arm guy. Not really a pocket passer guy. Uh-huh. He's more of it. Yeah, he's just like a weird hybrid of the two, and yeah. like, which is not going to fly in the NFL. And he's not great at either. I've always said, and this is a little bit of an insult because he had a pretty good season, but I've always kind of said Kellen Mond is like just the most painfully average quarterback in college football. Just not, I, I, I've never thought he was particularly very strong. average in very many ways, but not I, outstanding at anything. I think but at the same probably, time, like I think we're both in agreement, and unless I mean you have to put Notre Dame in because they beat Clemson, but the better team is A and M. I mean we're we're back Notre Dame and and A and M. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's it's hard. It would be hard. I'd be hard pressed to argue the committee didn't get it right. You know, it's you know Notre Based Dame. Off what had happened? Yeah, I, I mean, Dame, we didn't even cover versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame put up a you know, it was a it was a domination from start. That was a bad beat too. But it was a it was a pretty admirable performance from Notre Dame. It's not like they came in and got Oklahoma. Which but I, I said I, I, I said this before. It was kind of it's kind of um, what are the words I'm looking for? I mean. Alabama went in business as usual. It wasn't a big game for them. They didn't treat it like it was. You know what I mean? Um, and, no disrespect to Notre Dame, but disrespect to Notre Dame. <laughs> what you'd expect. Um, yeah. Which is what you'd expect. I, I think you would have been – Especially from a, Saban, from a Saban. You would have been really, really hard-pressed to find someone who said that Notre Dame was going to win that game and actually believed it. That doesn't yeah. – uh, at least someone that doesn't root for Notre Dame. I don't know if you could have Even, I guarantee 95% of Notre Dame fans that like ha- that are level in the head that are that aren't like oh, you know drinking the Kool-Aid. Come on. Yeah, we know a couple, but anyway. <laughs> um, I mean what I, I guess score predictions we can go with. Um I'm going 44 to 31 Alabama. Um I really don't want to make a prediction. <laughs> That's just, okay. That's okay if you don't want to. I, I, don't, I don't want you to jinx yourself. I'll be honest with you. Roll tide. Like I said in our group chat the other day, I'll say uh, 10 to 7 Ohio State. Uh, just the most ridiculously unrealistic prediction that has no chance of coming true. 10 to 7 Ohio State is my prediction for this week. But I mean, 
You know how this podcast might blow up? You might be on. We might uh, have this recorded, and uh, that'll go on freezing cold takes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That'd be fine by me. <laughs> but uh, have a freezing cold take by it being a by you saying you know what I mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. By you saying it's not going to happen, and then it happens. I'll uh, I'll predict I'll predict player of the game, uh, Devonte Smith. I'll go out on the limb. <laughs> and it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be. Although we probably have to win the game for, for that to happen. So it's gonna your player of the game is either gonna be Justin Fields, Trey Sermon, or Devontae Smith. All right, guys. Uh, I think that'll probably do it for our national championship preview. We will uh, see you guys probably on Monday or Tuesday with the playoff weekend recap. A lot of football over the next three days, though. A lot of football. A lot going on. We're gonna have a lot of shows, and then it's all gonna stop, and then we're all gonna be sad. I mean, we'll, we'll have some off-season coverage and stuff like that then. But, yeah, we'll certainly have less to talk about for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roll Tide. Uh, roll Tide. Good luck to uh, – let's go rooting for Alabama on Monday, and we will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.